the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. yourself as a democratic socialist and that's not an easy term for a lot of americans what is the meaning of that for you what does socialist mean to you? for me so for me uh, democratic socialism is about really uh, the value for me is that i believe that in a modern moral and wealthy society no person in america should be too poor to live that's what i think pretty simple so what that means to me is so what that means to me is health care as a human right. Um, it means that every child, no matter where you are born, should have access to a college or trade school education if they so choose it. And, um, you know, I think that no person should, should be homeless um, if, if we can have public structures and, and public policy to allow for people to have homes and food and lead a dignified life in the United States. Well, um, all right. Of course, there's Sandy. Oh, goodness. You know, the, the I don't know if she single handedly will be able to change this country from capitalism to socialism. Oh, but I sure hope I tell not. you one thing. She can dance on top of a roof. OK. Have you seen this video? The song in the I background, about, which is so. Yeah, it's like, you know, I'm well, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for anybody to criticize anybody, dan- like. Well, I don't. I'm not criticizing at all. Well, she can dance, right? But I'm just saying that people are even making a I big mean, deal about it either way. Just twirling around like a ballerina in this thing. <laughs> she's on like she's. This was back me, when she was so Boston irre- University. But it's so irrelevant. She's got that co-ed look going on, Carrie. You know, she's got the the, the like the the yeah, Boston College to. tank top on and a okay. little black mini skirt and and yeah, I you know, I just read the headline, Mark. I didn't really watch because I thought it. I tell you, you know, she wants to run train on the progressive agenda. Let her, you know, that was a strange comment that she made, and she, and she didn't get any flack for that. What? When she said one of the comments she made this week was that she was going to run train on the progressive agenda for the okay. next two years. There, that's a very derogatory term, run train. Okay, it, it, it has to deal with gang rape and stuff like oh, that okay. in the Urban Dictionary, right? I don't know. Nobody understands why she was using it in the context. And why did she get away with it when other people wouldn't? Um, but you know, the uh, I tell you, for a political career fizzle, she's got a she's dance. She's a shoo-in for Dancing oh, with the okay. Stars. <laughs> um, but you know, she's talking about 
an ideal place where you assume everybody's motivated to work. Yeah, that's the and green, everybody wants right. But that's I'm just the saying, Green New Deal. You right, know. but you have to assume everybody in that scenario, which isn't there's there's ideal and versus reality. Ideally, everybody would like to have a great retirement and travel and do whatever they want. Right. But the reality is sometimes you have to work for things and earn it. And some people don't have the motivation. Some people make choices in their life because we have free will and you can make choices that unfortunately put them in bad situations. Right. And 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 I see a lot of people, I mean, does her voice, are you okay with her voice? I mean, uh, a lot of people think she like talks in too much of a low girly voice. She does. She sounds very like Remember younger when the, than the, the like teepee top of the tax rates. And, right. Like if I, you think about it, if you heard her on the phone, you would say like, is your mom home? Yeah. See, I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if she's channeling, you know, uh, who's, who was the, was in the cabinet? Christine Blassie Ford. Remember, right. remember when she was testifying for Congress? Say, she where, had that very. Where, where did she get that? Little, or is it know, deliberate? The, the little girls. Well, she, well, and the other thing is, does she have a little glottal fry going on? What is a glottal fry? Uh, you don't know what the glottal fry is? No. That, that the glottal fry is is uh, although I should Google you can Google everything now well right? you, you know it's yeah oh yeah but it's 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 like well you, you know uh, uh, you know Alexandra how are we going to pay for the new Green Deal well, yeah well it's like uh, how are we going to pay for the Space Force or or it's kind of <laughs> when guys do it they kind of sound like Goat Boy you know from okay. Saturday Night Live but when when young women do it, it teenage girls do it all the time. You know, yeah, you know, not my teenage um, girl. But yeah. also now it, it's it's kind of being people are hearing it in a lot of the young women Democrats who have now been, you know, in Congress, you know, because the great, you know, this is a huge uh, increase in, right. the, in the women going into Congress. And the, and more and more they're talking about when. The, and it's also like sometimes used if you're trying to put on like a, an era of sophistication. Like when you, like I wouldn't take when, it that when, way, when, but but I mean, I, and, right. and when when you, you're trying to say like not royalty, but the idea that you listen to me, you know, you're asking me a question, right? And I'm going to give you an answer. That but sounds like a goat. The, well, it does. <laughs> goat like I love it. You know. <laughs> no, no, but so so, but why are we talking? Because the Democratic Socialist is an active party. The new Green Beware. Deal. Make your vote count. Be yeah, careful what you wish for. I think it doesn't for. matter. Um, you know, and, and so what is on the agenda for the Green New Deal? Um, well, uh, uh, you think high taxes? I well, can promise you there's no way you can do all these things without taxing people. And at some point, yeah, what's the point of working if you have 70 percent taxes or 50 percent of and, my income going to the government? No, thank you. And it's somewhat of an aggressive plan. So the plan would eliminate nearly all fossil fuels from the electric grid and force everyone in the country to buy from power companies selling only renewable energy. Forcing, see? Now, no, who's going to make money on that, I wonder? Hmm. But it's forcing. It's not making allowing us as American citizens, which is a beauty, to have freedom of choice. Okay, you would have to upgrade every residential and industrial building for state-of-the-art energy efficiency. Who's going to pay for that? Comfort ka-ching. and safety. Where's your little soundbite, Mark, with the ka-ching? <laughs> Literally, they're saying this would cost trillions. Oh, you know? I, oh and, and we're in debt already, so... Uh... I mean, they're, they're, they're saying it's, it's roughly about ten grand per household, and they say there's 136 million households in the U.S. 
Um, it wants to eliminate greenhouse gas emissions from the manufacturing, agriculture, and other industries, including by inverting in, in local-scale agriculture in communities across the country. Uh, the Green New Deal would also create a single-payer health care system, you know, Medicare for All. Right. Okay. Not good. Th- those projections are about $32 trillion in the first 10 years. Yeah. It would include a federal jobs guarantee to assure not a minimum wage, carry. Right. what do we call it now? A, a living the wage? The living wage, to assure a living wage to every person who wants one. But, do but do I hear UBI? Uh, Go ahead, Carrie. What? No, I was going to say, uh, I well, the whole thing with the universal health care, I mean, I don't know about you, Mark, but from our clients that have had family members or came from that had the, the socialized medicine, no thank you, especially if you're someone who has chronic health issues and want to make choices to go to doctors or make it very difficult to get the help you need. I don't want it. Yeah. Well, the, <laughs> yeah, the, 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 there's problems with all of this. Even in the um, the Heartland Institute found that you know, electricity prices are on average increasing by 50 percent faster in those states that have created renewable power mandates compared to those states who have rejected these policies. Hmm. Um, so, so who is going to pay for it all? Well, that's where, you know, People, Alexandra, right. Sandy, right? Right. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Where's she? Where, what money tree does she have? Uh, well, she says, you know, it's the same ways we pay uh, for the 2008 <laughs> bank bailout and extended, you know, quantitative right. uh, easing program. OK, it's more debt. No, thank you. The same ways we paid for uh, W World War II. Um, oh, my goodness. So that's what's going on. That's there. So, not sustainable. So we'll continue talking about the Green New Deal. As we it's said, an ugly it, it's, new deal. it's just not Cortez, Ocasio-Cortez, who right. was signing oh, up I know. for it. Um, we've got it's a lot scary. of Democrats. Uh, Bernie Sanders, obviously. Oh, of course, yeah. Now, he hasn't actually thrown his hat into the ring yet, officially, right? Right. We had a couple more this week do it, though, right? Carrie, right? Who else did it? Was it? I saw Sherrod Brown was going to states. I don't... Well, I he, saw did, that, but he didn't, but he didn't throw really, it in. No, um, it was uh, Christine Gillibrand, right? Okay, you know she's the congressman uh, from uh, New Jersey, right? The Giller flopper. Remember, okay. she flip flops on everything. We'll talk more about it. <laughs> and there was another guy. Oh, Julian Castro. Okay. Do you know who, Does no. anyone know who Julian Castro no. is, or his evil twin brother? No. No, he's he's like he's. Oh, there's another one. I don't even want to. Th- I know that's going to be talked about, but like to think about. With everything else going on with politics, it's just so hard to get my head around a 2020 election. So I think we've got officially three hats in the Democratic ring for POTUS 2020. Elizabeth Warren. Mm-hmm. She's, by the way, all for the Green right. New Deal. Oh, great. Uh, Julian Castro. Who knows why he threw his hat in? Other why than not? May, He may be just be bidding to get a VP job or something. Could be. You know? um, and then Kristen Gillibrand, you know, who's personally trained by Hillary? Hillary. I haven't heard anything about Hillary well, wanting if, to if, throw if, her hat in. Well, remember, she she <laughs> was meant, she, uh, that was her meant, I mean, I, I don't think Hillary, if she knows that Kristen Gillibrand's running, I don't think she would, because she's like her know. protege. Yeah, but you never uh, know. So we'll be talking more about the Green New Deal as the year goes by. Or, and, or and, maybe some of our listeners, I have some other names for the Green New Deal, but uh, well, we won't say those on air. Okay, well, <laughs> go ahead. So well, good morning, going. everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We're here every 
uh, Saturday morning on 1420 AM between 9 and 10. We're sponsored by the estate planning team. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered fiduciary fee-based planning firm that's been helping people now for more than 34 years in the greater Cleveland area. What we do is we're a traditional financial planner, numbers crunchers. We're not investment advisors. What we do is build realistic, conservative, long-term plans, whether people are for people who are working and want to know what kind of lifestyle can I have depending on the different um, times that I'm thinking about retiring or how can I make better decisions so that I get more net benefit from the financial choices I faced. Um, And also people who are already in retirement, um, how much more can you spend? Are you overspending, underspending? Um, If you have IRAs, company plans or similar assets, how do you create that tax efficient distribution strategy instead of allowing things um, and instead of not spending money and allowing or just following the minimum required distribution tax trap, which, by the way, thank you for people who came out to our IRA and Roth class this week um, in Middleburg Heights. And we appreciate everyone who came out. The weather cooperated. We had a good group of people ask good questions. Right. A um, lot of questions. A lot of new faces. Right. And a lot of people really trying to get a handle on some of these required, not only the required minimum distribution rules, but also the Roth IRA rules, Carrie, mm-hmm. whether it be what are the rules on conversions? What about the rules of, for contributions? What about some of the income limitations? So it was a lot of interest mm-hmm. in that because I think a lot of people are concerned, especially if the Socialist Democrats get mm-hmm. gain more seats, that we could be looking at a rising tax rate. Right. So plan ahead, take advantage. And remember, the tax rates that are now are, they're not permanent. Right. They're so good take through, advantage right, of 2025, them. right? And then if we don't have Congress extend them or make them permanent, we'll revert back to the previous income tax brackets, which were a bit higher. Right. And if socialism prevails, then it's going to be quite a bit higher. And then who wants to work at that point? We'll all go on the living wage, Right. <laughs> right. Well, there will be so What's many people. I mean, everyone's going to love. I mean, there will be a lot of people love the one. And the, the the getting to the highest tippy top, right, mm-hmm. as Alex Zandra would say. Tippy top. <laughs> right. The idea is that's only going to affect the one percenters. Right. But the point is. But the rest of, okay, even you, if you, you if, if, if you tax those individuals 100%, it wouldn't nearly cover the cost of doing, of the, of doing the Green New Deal. Right. It would be a drop in the bucket. Right. Then people might be moving out of the country then. Um, anyway, but we um, thank you for coming to the class. We still have a class this coming week. It's on Tuesday, January 22nd. And that class is for people who are retired already um, or who are getting closer to their future retirement. We're talking about issues that impact your lifestyle. Um, we're talking about spending issues, rising health care costs, inflation, market volatility, and other financial challenges that you may face in retirement. One of the issues we're going to talk about um, is retirement rules you often hear about that you may consider breaking. I'm going to talk about one in a minute. Um, But there's a free workbook. The workbook includes new updated tax tables, helpful information. Again, at 6 o'clock on Tuesday, we have space available. Um, Come out. You'll learn a lot. Um, The classes are about planning strategies and concepts. The Free consultations that we offer about your numbers, like our plans, our fees are customized based on what you're trying to accomplish. We have hourly and retainer options available. Um, It's really just sitting down saying, 
These are your, we ask for information ahead of time, or you can, if you prefer, you can see a sample case. But if you give us information, we'll actually run some numbers and look at your case and say, these are your issues. This is what we think we can do for you. Um, Because we're not investment advisor and we have a lot of people that either um, have their own investment advisors or certainly now people doing investment themselves um, that are concerned about the market volatility. And what we do in the planning process is um, we don't do the investments, but we run a plan and say, what growth rate do you need to be okay? And look at it very differently. And then we model in when, if you've listened to the show any amount of time, you know, plan R. Um, what happens if there's a market correction? What happens if when there's a recession? How does that impact? Does If you're retired, does it impact some of your bucket list trips? Does it impact the gifting to your kids? Does it impact some of the plans that you had in your discretionary spending? If you're working and preparing retirement, does it really impact your future retirement date? What, um, based on the retirement lifestyle you want. Um so those are things that we do. So you can come for a free consultation or come out to our class. You can call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit financialfoodforthought.com. That's financialfoodforthought.com. All right. And you listen to Mark Donnelly and Kara Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. The estate planning team has been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 34 years. And we do it one plan, one family at a time. And also, we keep reminding our clients and our listeners that you have to remain active in your financial planning. It's not a one-and-done scenario. That's why we have maintenance planning for people who've had a plan. And right now we're looking at net worth updates, which I've already got some in saying, okay, our plan projected you'd be here at 1231.18. What's reality? Right. And we and a lot of our clients did market or model in right. a market correction because, you know, some have been doing that for the couple. Some of them thought that was going to happen in 2016. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. In the in the election year. It didn't. Right. A lot of those a lot of people thought it was going to be happening in 2017. Mm hmm. It didn't. But for those folks, all we did was, well, okay, so they were ahead of the plan at the end of that year. Mm -hmm. And we just pushed the model out one year saying, okay, it didn't happen this year. We'll just push it out right. to next year. So in, in in at the end, what your financial model has, now this might not be your plan A. This may be your alternate plan to say, well, I really don't think or I'm not really trying to time when the market downturn is going to happen. I just want to know if it does happen, if I believe it's going to happen in the next two to three years, because I'm not in a camp that thinks it's still five or six years out, mm-hmm. and we're calling it a downturn. I don't care if you call it a correction, a bear market, a recession. You know, It's the idea that you're losing confidence that your plan's going to work. And how is that going to impact my decision? Sometimes it will. Right. Sometimes it won't. So Sometimes you're worried about it, and you know what? It really isn't going to affect the long term. And that gives you peace of mind. Right. And that's what the, the modeling, the different scenarios uh, is accomplishes. So uh, the ones that built the market downturn starting in 17, they're ahead of plan at the end of 17. But we just pushed it forward to 2018. Right. And so it's not, a you know, and it's it's going to be, you know, close or we'll make right. the adjustment again. If it didn't happen in 2018. We would just push it out to 2019. And then it's also looking at cash flow. What expenses? Are there things that you, expenses came up that we didn't plan for or decisions that you've made? And what adjustments? How do we create the cash flow you need for 2019 and maybe 2020 looking ahead? 
as tax efficiently as possible and using the opportunities. And by the way, um, the IRS did give people some relief if you were short come April 15th because of the withholding. Right. Last week, of mm-hmm. course. And you can always, if you missed our show or you'd like to go back and listen to our prior shows, you can always go and listen to the podcast. So the radio station, 1420 AM, The Answer, you know, go to their website and there's a button called Local Podcast. You just click on that. You'll find us. Our name of our program is Financial Food for Thought. Mm-hmm. And there's a good backlog of, of our programs. And if you go back and listen to those, you will hear how we've been talking about, are you making a fourth quarter? Do you need to adjust your fourth quarter estimate now that you've, you know, have got some year end information withholding? And because what we were concerned, if you you go back to the beginning of the year, we were very concerned because we saw that a lot of the payroll departments and the pension custodians lowered people's withholding with really out the without their input. Mm-hmm. You know, without them filling out a new W-4 form or, or for out, without asking them any other financial questions, they were using a table that was provided to them by a combination of the Treasury and the IRS, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, throughout the year, we're realizing that's that's a that's a crapshoot. I mean, who knows if that's right. the right table? If, if if I'm not updating you on how many kids I got running around and what or my, what my itemized standard? deductions are going to be, how good is that conversion table going to be? And what we started seeing is that it was going to not be real good for millions of Americans. So when we were talking last week about are you do you have you revi- have you revised your fourth quarter estimate based on getting some year to date information we were talking about under the current year safe harbor the standard rule was you have to have at least 90% of your actual tax paid in to, so if you owe money on April 15th you still won't be penalized right and Carrie, what did the IRS come out with? Now they change it to eighty-five percent to give people a little wiggle room. Well, and that may just do it. But I, I, could they have done that before the fourth quarter estimates were due? Yeah, they, they think they. <laughs> but I, I guess it wasn't done. They right. didn't announce that till after right, everyone made their know, fourth maybe quarter. Maybe that would have helped with some people's cash flow. <sighs> but so, mm-hmm. what is the rule? It's eighty-five percent of your income. That's of the taxes due. The current year safe harbor. Now, is it only good for this year? I believe so. so. Because it was only because of the software or your payroll department because they, they came out some, it didn't come out till late. Remember, we had those issues with the, um, not the, the W-4s. It was like a four-page form. Right. Then they changed it. So I think it's only for this year. And if you come to the class this week, um, as well as the ones that came to the class last week, a lot of them, you know, wanted to see the new postcard 1040 form. Have you seen it yet? So if you come to the class, okay. we've got examples of that, or you can take one home with you. And it's somewhat misleading. I'll just you leave think? it at that. <laughs> come on, it's the government. But the class, this retirement class, it's really like we talk a lot about what's really in the headlines. Right. So here's just a sample of headlines carrying the last few days, right? Goldman Sachs predicts no recession in 2019, but sees pretty sharp slowdown. Here's another one. Most Americans don't think their finances will improve in 2019. Here's another one. Americans are ruining their retirement one latte at a time. I love right. that. Most Americans couldn't cover a thousand dollar expense. I could go well, on. I and got on and one because we get financial like subscriptions in our inbox as news. And there was one. I didn't even. I was going to open it, and I thought, oh, that's so depressing. It says why most people's retirement is going to like be, or why most people's retirement will fail. 
And I was like, well, that's depressing. We've seen, yeah, there's so many negative articles. Right. Or I love the ones, fix your retirement, work longer, spend less. Wow. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> that's, that's a great do I, uh, right. you know, uh, that's, I call those the IDIYs, right. the internet do it yourself. Right. If your plan isn't working, don't, reti- don't retire, work longer. Or spend less. Well, and I think, well, at the retirement class, one of the things we're going to talk about, we call it the retirement rules um, that maybe you shouldn't follow because they're misused and misunderstood. Um, one of them I know is the um, that the retirement spending, saying you're only going to use, I think it's between, it's 80% of your income to maintain your standard of living in retirement. But we find out most people want to have a great retirement. Maybe they work long hours and um, I think it's, or some people, they don't want to spend a lot. They just want to be home and enjoy and do day trips, but it's really so different for everybody. I think that's such a, an easy blanket rule. They said it's a widely accepted rule, you know, and they said what you save will determine definitely how strict you have to budget down the road. But everybody, what we do at the estate planning team is, you know, everyone has different ideas on retirement. There's a, a few clients that um, we started working with the end of 2018 that they're getting ready to retire in the next two years. And when we're talking about price tags and timeframes, because they've worked like 60, you know, 80 hours a week at different times, they want to have a great retirement. They really haven't had time to spend money on hobbies, barely any travel. So they want hobbies. They want entertainment. They want travel. They uh, they don't even just want some of them. Now, there's people who want day trips or who travel for work. Maybe you don't want to go anywhere. But there's people that maybe, you know, when we talk about travel, some people say, well, I don't want to go to Europe. I don't want. Well, some people want to travel the United States. Family travel, winter getaways, bucket list trips, anniversaries. Some people we want to, you know, mission trips cost money. Sometimes travel is visiting friends and family more often. So it's defining that. Or some people want the car they always dreamed of. Um, It can mean family gifting, whether it's college, helping grandkids, helping your kids out, you know, home upgrades, improvements. Sometimes, you know, when people... um, want to thinking about spending maybe they want to hire someone to do things they don't want to do they want to have someone clean they want somebody to do yard work they want a personal trainer um um and other people you know their definition in retirement they're going to volunteer their hobbies are minimal cost so it's just saying let's define it and what you want to spend and then we can come back and say these are realistic retirement dates based on that spending or the beauty of building these financial models is saying Okay, maybe you have to work three years longer and maybe that's not worth it. Well, then you can come back and say, but if you just cut some of the discretionary because you were dreaming big, um, the discretionary spending by 10%, maybe you can retire in a year. So it's playing those what ifs game through the financial modeling that we do that gives people clarity of what's realistic and what kind of retirement they can have and enjoy because and it's too, I mean, as much as I'm talking about the fun stuff, it is also getting a handle on the mandatory the healthcare costs have to be built in. I mean, we're using 5% inflation for healthcare costs. Right. And we, we had a, we, that was a good discussion we had at the class was the idea of how many different inflation rates are you using to build your financial plan? Because if you're using a robot that you're finding on the internet or something, the robot may forget to ask you how many different inflation rates you want to use. It may just ask it one time. What inflate, you know, Mr. Smith, what inflation rate do you want to use for expenses? Mm-hmm. But when you build a custom financial plan, 
you really want to get more specific than that. You really may want to use an appropriate inflation number for the characteristic of the expense that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So daily living expenses, the price of bread and gasoline, right. you know, the utilities, you may want to use one rate. Certainly, you just mentioned the right. health care. Right. You said 5%. 5%. Some of our clients want to go even higher than that. Right. See, when you come into the state planning team, we'll show you. Here's what your projection for health care costs over your retirement is if we use a 5% rate of inflation. And here it is if we use, for example, a 6% rate mm -hmm. of inflation. So you can get the spread there. Right. And if depending on how realistic or conservative you want to build your plan, you go from there. As a matter of fact, if you come to the class this week, you'll see an example of that in the book. You know how we project out right. a, a, a healthcare plan, and and it takes effort. I'm not saying it's easy, but if you put the time and effort, that's the beauty of a plan. That it's then when you do the maintenance, it's not as difficult. But the first time you do it and building these different, that's what we're here to help. We have the experience of all these different scenarios can help you walk you through it, but it really gives you clarity of, hey, I can do this. Or if I'm in retirement and maybe I don't know, maybe I haven't done those things because I'm worried about running out of money. I'm worried about a long-term care stay. I'm worried about the market and I don't know how that's going to affect me. So maybe I'm only going to Florida for two weeks. We've had clients do that. And then they start seeing that they're ahead of plan or they're hitting their, you know, they're coming close to where we projected that maybe they're going for a month or two. They're starting to do things that they didn't think was possible before because they had no way to measure it and no way to know. Right. So a lot of times we say that the baby boomers, they're making short term decisions without having any way to gauge the long term effect. And you can't keep 25 or 30 years of retirement planning in your head. To try to figure out, hey, if I spend this much to go to Hawaii this year, mm -hmm. will I still have enough to pay for health care when I'm 85 years old? Especially when you add in a complicated tax code mm -hmm. that could be changing and, and you, you have to ch update your plan as Congress changes the rules. And that's what planning does is incorporate is say, how do we create or use the tax are understanding the tax laws and using the opportunities that exist. And we keep saying avoiding the traps because it can really give you more net benefit. One of our philosophies, use the government's money when you can. We're not talking about socialism. We're talking about use the tools and opportunities so that you're using and implementing strategies that have been used for a long time to get the better result and pay le le uh, the least amount in taxes or cumulate least cumulative amount of taxes or because we have these more favorable rates, are you looking at that opportunity? Right. And we always say, you know, don't ask your neighbor what they're doing. Right. It's not your parents' plan. It's not your coworkers' plan. You've got to build your own plan. And a lot of people say, oh, it's easy to build a plan. And in other words, you hear a lot of times the professionals carry say, oh, we can, I can build your retirement plan in five minutes, the five-minute retirement plan, right? Well, I'll talk a little bit about that today. I was going to say, yeah, I'd like to hear about that That's one. kind of like a play on the 4% rule. But before that, Carrie, let's see. I do think I have another, I think I have another better example of glottal fry for you. Okay. Now, you got to listen closely to this clip, right? Because it's a short clip. Okay, right. this is off the Dana Lash show. Um, so I, I don't know, but you got to listen. So the the glottal fire is when you have the, this is the goat's voice. <laughs> that's you know, that's what. It... <laughs> All right. So this is Mickey Sherrill. She's another young Democratic con you know, Congress person oh. out of New Jersey, right? 
So I don't know if you're going to be able to hear this, Carrie, but you know what you're listening for, right? Right. Um, well, like I said, uh, my freshman colleagues and I really want to work hard uh, to get government open and to then start working on the business of the American people. So I think uh, we should get government open. We should do that first, and then we'd be happy to talk to the president. Did you hear it? Uh, do you hear it, right? Yeah. How is that a, like a sophisticated? That's. Huh. I'm sure there's people that study it, I, I would guess. We should get government open. We should do that first. And then we'd be happy to talk to the president about issues that concern all of us, like border security. No. Oh, well, anyways, but, all right. Yeah, that's the, sure. yeah, that's the glottal fry. Um, all right. So what else is happening this week? If I ever get a glottal fry, fry smack me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want one of those. No, it's if your teenage daughter ever starts talking oh, yeah, with a glottal fry. No, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll nip that in the bud. I, I did check Google's definition of, uh, it's really considered vocal fry. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's the, Maybe the laryngeal, laryngealization, pulse, planation, creak, croak, popcorning, glottal fry, glottal rattle, glottal scrape. It's, yeah, it's a real oh. thing out there. mm all right. All right. We can't help with that, but we can help you with your financial plan. Maybe um, if you want to get planning strategies and concepts, come out to our free class next Tuesday, January 22nd. The weather should be good by then. Um, that's in the evening at six o'clock in Middleburg Heights. You can register online at financialfoodforthought.com. Remember, it's for retirees. If you're already in retirement or you're getting closer to your future retirement years, um, that's Tuesday, January 22nd. Or if you want individual questions and concerns answered, want to see how our process is different, what we might be able to help you with or um, and see an example, we'll point out your issues, we'll give you an assessment. You can call 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right. It's going to be a good weekend to practice uh, huga, right? Huga. Have you ever heard this? No. The, the Danish happiness huh. living huga? No. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. It's, 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 I think that's how you pronounce it. There's some confusion for Americans how to pronounce it. It's spelled H-Y-G-G-E. Okay. But I think it's pronounced huga. And it's the Danish secret of happy living. And it's, uh, you know, well, maybe we'll talk a little bit about that. Coziness of the soul. Well, we, this is a good uh, weekend to be cozy. Well, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> Cocoa by candlelight. Okay. You may be practicing it with Chuck. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe this evening if it's get yeah. a fire going. It's kind of like what maybe American couples who don't go out on New Year's Eve kind of do, right? You know, they yeah. kind of cook up their favorite foods and you know they may just watch, watch an old movie, movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, get a good blanket but there's a whole but in in danish it's a way of life it's just not a new year's eve thing so um good weekend for huga mm-hmm. um, all right davos is happening this week okay on oh, the world economic forum right and i think the big story here is that nobody cares <laughs> probably well it, you know it, it, the, the idea is it's it's not so much who who is going to Davos this year as is more as who is not going. So obviously Trump backed out a, a while ago, but right. then this week he also announced he was going to send you know the Mnuchin to to right. go and and a delegate from the Americans. They backed out right because of the shutdown and right. you know all the controversy. So th- well, no one's he going to go. 
Uh, right. <laughs> she got shut down. <laughs> I don't think Nancy has ever gone to Davos. Maybe she has. I don't know. Trump went last year and, you know, shook right. everything up because it kind of, you know, because no one else cared about him other than him. Right. Who else is not going? Angela Merkel. Okay. The German chancellor. She's mm. blowing it off this year. Emmanuel Macron. I can't really speak fragilely. Okay. Macron. Right? Okay. I think that's President cool. of France. You know, so, he's dealing with the yellow vest, you know, uprising. Okay. But he's not going this year. So those are some pretty big players. Well, Bill Gates is still going. Okay. Uh, Christine Lagarde, you know, she's still going. Al Gore is going to be there. Why? Will I Am goes every year. <laughs> Why? I don't know. He goes, from I think he goes every year. the Black Eyed Peas? Yeah. Okay, that's relevant. Well, I... Uh, yeah, I guess you, I don't I know guess what anybody can go if you got enough money. Yeah, it's not for uh, I'm, gonna, I'm thinking like Gato Fry. It's not for uh, the Lola's. <laughs> what's going to be the topic this year? So maybe they didn't like the topic. That seems like a lot of people just saying, oh, for, it's not worth it. Well, the main topic this year is they're talking about the fourth industrial revolution. OK, which will take center stage at the World Economic Forum. Next week in Davos, Switzerland. It's a term used by CEOs, policymakers, and industry to describe technologies like artificial intelligence, quantum computing, 3D printing, and the, can anyone say robots? Mm-hmm. Do you see that robot this week that now detects like when there's a spill in the grocery store and then alerts a human to clean it up? Right. So <laughs> to me, that's a waste of a robot. Well, I think somebody can just walk around. Hey, the robots are going to replace us all, Carrie. So we'll see if their Davos gets any news, but since nobody's going of importance, well, I don't know if it will hear anything about it. I always like to know what they're talking about at Davos because it's supposedly the world's smartest, richest people. Right. Well, if it's it's like it's like where the great quote is like it's like where the billionaires tell the millionaires how the rest of us like to live. Oh, okay. Now. So you talked about the 80% rule. Right. So in this class, the retirement class, we talk about the old retirement rules that you may want to consider breaking. The one I want to talk about is the 4% rule. Okay. Um, and the 4% rule has been around a long time, right? Mm-hmm. I just want to see, Cherry. Well, I'm looking for my notes here. I wanted to talk about Go ahead and... The 4%? Yeah. Do you want... Yeah, give me a sec. All right. Well, that's just the rule of how much you can take off your from your nest egg. Yeah. The one I was looking... What I was saying... What I was... The, the idea what I was talking about before was when you hear somebody say, oh, the five-minute retirement plan. Mm-hmm. Okay. And really what they're probably doing is using some version of the 4% rule. Mm-hmm. And if you've never heard of the 4% rule, you know, come to the class. We'll talk a little bit about today. Or if you read headlines, it says the 4% rule is broken or the 4% rule doesn't work anymore. Or this is better than the 4% rule or why, you know, the 4% rule is not valid anymore. Well, you know? I think it's because people misunderstand it and R- misuse it. Yeah. And, it, and it's a good gauge. It's not a... a an, just using that can give you a gauge, but it's definitely not a plan. 
Right. It doesn't incorporate tax planning. It doesn't incorporate Social Security elections, pension elections, timing of, you know, taxes. It doesn't take into account, I guess, it's it's an quick thing to say, hey, am I have right. any clue if I'm going to be okay or not? Am I in the ballpark? So where did it come from? Well, the one who was credited with creating the 4% rule, his name was William Benjamin, right? And he was a pretty smart guy, Carrie. He had a aeronautical engineering degree from MIT. Wow. Okay. Be- That's... Before he started, and then he ran his own family business for a while, before he became a CFP, a certified financial planner, you know, economist and, you know, financial planner that way he started working with clients. And what he realized was that a lot of his clients were asking him the same question that we're asking or our clients are asking us. How much can I spend in retirement or how much can I withdraw from my nest egg when I retire and I don't run out? Mm-hmm. You know, the idea of not running out of money before life. Right. So they want to know if I if I retire with a certain amount in my nest egg, how much can I start pulling out in my first year of retirement? Because I don't have a pension. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe if you do have a pension, there's less of withdrawal need that's come out of your nest egg. But if you don't have a pension... You want to create your pension by making withdrawals from your nest egg in retirement. And so the idea is how much, how much can I start in year one Mm -hmm. so I don't run out? So he mathematically built models to try to test that to come up with a rule of thumb. And it's only a rule of thumb. Right. Now, it's based on mathematics. So one thing about mathematics, Carrie, is that it doesn't break down. Right. One plus one is two today. One plus one will be two 20 years from now. Let's hope. One plus one was two (laughs) 20 years ago. As a matter of fact, he published his work in the early 1990s. Okay. 1993, 1994. And what his rule basically says is based on a certain set of circumstances, by the way, he was using it for one particular client and that client's goals and objectives or, you know, where that client was in their lifetime. In other words, he was using a 30-year time period. Okay. So he was saying, okay, that the client's retirement, let's assume it's going to be 30 years. So by the way, if your retirement time frame is shorter than 30 years or longer than 30 years, you're going to have to adjust the 4% rule accordingly. It's mm-hmm. time sensitive. He was using 30 years. He was also assuming that it was the client who wants to spend the last dollar in the last day, meaning that if you had a million dollars in your nest egg. We're going to assume it's zero in 30 years. It's when that million dollars starts approaching zero at the end of the 30 years. That's not everybody's plan, by the way. No. Some people want to leave more an inheritance. Charity, something to family, kids, grandkids. But, But there's certainly we've had a lot of clients over the carry. That is their plan. Right. Spend the last dollar in the last day. Mm-hmm. That's okay. It's, by the way, this is your plan, not mine. Right. It's not your neighbor's. Right. The other thing is he had to make an assumption about what your nest egg, what rate of return are you getting on your investments. Okay. So he used 5%. Okay. Well, if you're at home and you think 5% is too pie in the sky, or if you think it's too conservative, then you need to adjust to what rate of return you want to use, and then rerun the numbers. Mm-hmm. Okay. The other thing where a lot of people misuse or misunderstand the 4% rule is they think that 
the rule says that you never take out more than 4% in any year of your retirement. Not true. That's not the case. It adjusts for inflation. Right. What the rule says is that you the first year you take out 4%. So let's do our million dollar example. Okay. So let's say the first year you got a million dollars, so you're taking out $40,000. Okay. Um, now, so you're earning, so you take out the 40000 you have the balance that's going to earn 5%. Let's say you do that on day one of the year, right, Carrie? Okay. So you've got the balance that has 364 days to earn 5%. So you're going to end the year at a little bit more than the million dollars because you earned five and took out four. Right? Okay. So let's say you're going in year two with a million seven thousand, for example. Yeah, you know, I'm just rounding off here. If you if you want to see your own numbers, come in for a consultation, or if you want to see an example number, come to the class this week. Mm-hmm. Now, so what do you do in year two? So if you don't take out four percent of the balance in year two. What you actually do is take out three and a half percent more than what you took out in year one. See, Benjamin had enough smarts to know that if you're trying to plan a retirement and a budget for retirement, well, you better add some inflation to the expenses if you want to be able to maintain that lifestyle throughout your 30 years of retirement. Mm -hmm. So he built in, he was using like a three and a half percent cost of living or inflation factor. Now, if you think that's too high or if you think that's too low, then you have to adjust the 4% rule accordingly. But Benjamin was using 3.5%. So in year two, you're taking out about 42000 In year three, you're taking about 43600 actually. Um, when you're 80 years old, you're taking out about 78000 so do you see how he built in that you'll be able to maintain your lifestyle throughout your retirement because he built in the inflation protection. Now, so go back. So those are our main assumptions. You know, it doesn't really matter how much you're starting with, whether it's 100,000 or a million or 10 million. If you're using the same parameters, 5% rate of return, a 30-year time period and 3.5% inflation, it's going to work out the same, all right? And what we're saying is at the end of that 30 years, your million-dollar nest egg will be approaching zero. But cumulatively, you would have pulled out of that nest egg over $2.1 million, all right? Now, you can short, and and a lot of people say that's the five-minute retirement plan. If you want to know how much you can spend in retirement, Mm -hmm. you take your nest egg, use the 4% rule or adjusted 4% rule to your circumstances, boom, you're done. See, Benjamin wasn't making a comment on what you spend the money on. The withdrawal, he wasn't saying, are you spending on mandatory living expenses? Are you spending it on discretionary? He's just saying that's what you're, you're, this is what you have. Yeah. Sometimes our clients say, well, how do income taxes play in? It doesn't. It's got to cover your income taxes. So it's it's a five minute retirement plan, but it may not really give you the peace of mind to make decisions going into retirement. And you may miss some opportunities, by the way. By not incorporating tax planning and other issues. Now, the other thing, too, is you also have to add in, if you're trying to figure out a budget, you also have to add in what your fixed retirement income is. For example, if you are lucky enough to have a pension 
or and or Social Security, right? Mm-hmm. Then those go into the spending bucket of two. So in other words, if you're saying, well, Mark, my expenses are really um, $70,000. Okay. So you're telling me I can only spend, pick out 40 from my investments. Yeah, but then you have your Social Security. Maybe your Social Security and or pensions mm-hmm. covers the other 30, right? So that's another way you can, you know, modify the 4% rule for to make it the 10, 10 minute retirement plan. But in reality, it, things don't go as smoothly as that every year. Right. That's why you really when you come into to, to the class or if you come into for consultation, you can see examples how we really built a custom financial plan. But there's some shortcuts too to the 4% rule. Because some people say, well, that I don't can't do that math in my head. Okay. So we can do the 4% trick. In other words, if you're saying, Mark, I want to start with how much I need to spend. Right. So let's say it was $40,000, Carrie. Okay. Well, then you would take your $40,000, divide by 0.04, and you're going to come back to a million dollars. Okay. And let's say, well, Mark, my pension and Social Security, I'm only going to need $30,000 more. Okay. So you take your $30,000, divided by 0.04, and you're going to come up with 750000 That's okay. what your nest egg would have to be. Okay. What happens if you say, well, Mark, I actually need $50,000. Right. So you can take $50,000 divided by 0.04 and say, well, now you better have a nest egg of $1,250,000. But that's also an assuming in a consistent growth rate each and every year right. of 5%. Another shortcut way you could do it is if you don't like to divide by 0.04, some people in their math, it's easier for them to just multiply by 25 Okay. So in my same examples, you take $40,000 times 25, that's a million. $30,000 times 25, that's 700,000. 50,000 times 25, 1,250,000. Now you're but saying- that's over 30 years. Maybe I, my life expectancy or have health is shorter. Maybe I think I, I want to retire early and I want to live longer. Or I want to assume that I- Right. Or maybe, just maybe- I need to build in a plan R. Right. And have a detailed financial plan. That's what we do at the estate planning team. So if you want to come out to our classes or take advantage of the free consultation, call 440-239-2090. Leave a message. We'll be giving you, we are in the office on Monday. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. Plant some Huga music. Here. Okay. Yeah. I need it. I think America needs a Huga yeah. weekend. Yeah. Um, happy holiday weekend to you, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Are we off Monday? No. Oh, right. <laughs> no. Is Nancy Pelosi off? I'm sure. Um, so how would you use the 4% rule modified for a model in market correction? Well, let's say we're starting with all the same numbers, million dollars in my nest egg, four, uh, 5%. What if I want to get more negative? What if I want to want a 4% rate of return? Because we're in this slow growth economy. Not a recession, but maybe a growth recession where, you know, we're not really, we have positive GDP growth, but under 2% and a rising interest rate market. So that combination says, okay, I'm not going to have a recession, but it's kind of like a growth recession. I might not be getting my normal returns that I'm expecting. So I'm not going to use 5% rate of return. I'm going to use 4% rate of return. Okay. Let's say I want to adjust. It's my time period is in 30 years. Mark, it's 35 years. Okay. okay. 
Um, and let's say, but in the year one, we have a 10% loss because that recession did hit. Okay. So a 10% loss in year one, 0% in year two of my retirement, then ongoing 4%. 35 years, can I still take out 4%? No. So can you do that math in your head? What's no. my... Okay. The answer, <laughs> your 4% rule becomes 2.59%. A little bit different. Okay. And so now your overall, let's say in the first case, we we're assuming a $40,000 distribution along with a $50,000 pension, let's say 24000 So let's say in the first rule, it was about $114,000 that you could be budgeting for retirement. Okay. In the second case, modeling a little bit longer time period, a little less rate of return, economic downturn right in the beginning, sequence of returns. Okay, now my spending budget's down to 100000 Okay. Maybe not so bad after all. So you haven't heard the Huga movement, right? No. Um, Okay, according to the 2016 World Happiness Report, Denmark clocks in as the world's happiest country. I've hmm. heard that. Okay. Um, and again, it's, it's, they, they live this HUGA rule. Um, and it's, you know, it's nothing fancy, expensive, of luxurious, luxurious, luxurious right. about a pair of ugly woolen socks or an old blanket. Uh, okay. Um, but you know, the idea is that you just get cozy, get comfy. Well, and cuddling, they said, re- releases right. indoor, uh, like oxytocin, the good feel hormones. You light some candles. Oh, yeah. They're big on candles. Okay. You put some, you know, you put some stew on, you know, and let it simmer all day. All right. Perfect I, this weekend to try it out. There you go. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't got it. You know, the women, you can leave your hair up. I, I don't have enough hair to do a man right. bun, but I guess Thankfully. I can wear a baseball cap. <laughs> but I think, our, I think our Congress people should be practicing some Uga this weekend. Absolutely. Let's get us out of here. Call the estate planning team for a free consultation or join us for our class next week at call 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>